0: Bullshit is everywhere. Bullshit. Bullshit is rampant. Total fucking bullshit. B- b- bullshit. This makes no fucking sense. I mean, it's just bullshit. Fuck. B- b- bullshit. This is bullshit. <laughs> I want you to get up right now, and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell.
1: Welcome back to Bullshit Filter the War on Drugs episode 3.25 mm. Ray Yes um are you feeling like you should be on some drugs today cuz i am <laughs> uh I need drugs today, Ray. Yeah, I think.
2: Yeah, I could use it. Well, see, for me, we've actually had a couple of days of sunshine, which made the partially built arc in my front yard look rather awkward. However, the rains are back, the winds are back, the storms are back, and so now my neighbors are being nice to me, waving high. Um, they want me to keep them, you know, in their in my thoughts in case, you know, the uh, the world is flooded again. So, uh, so I got to start working on that after I record with you, but it. The weather here is absolutely insane, and I, and I'm and I'm ready to move to a desert. Frankly, the exact opposite of what I have now. I need to move to a desert. I'm getting clinically depressed, and I need drugs.
1: Mm, you've yeah. been blessing the rains down in <laughs> I, the, Virginia.
2: Yeah, yeah. And if anybody else is blessing the rains, please stop. You're killing me. I I I really can't take any more. my dog and myself pee inside the house all the time. For one of us, that's not normal, and I just need to get outside. <laughs>
1: Which one? <laughs> you or the dog? I. <laughs> I'm going to keep the
2: suspense. I'm going to keep this. We take turns. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh,
1: fuck the yeah. drugs. Now, the last time uh, we did this show, right. we were sort of talking about the uh, early days of the Reagan administration. We talked about how. Carlton Turner, Ross Perot's major anti-drug guy, the world's leading expert in uh, marijuana, Mm -hmm. became apart from Cheech and Chong, of course. There was Cheech, there was Chong, there was (laughs) Carlton Turner. Originally, there was Cheech, Chong, and Carlton. Right. Uh, He he split off, joined the Reagan administration. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: He was Reagan's new official, unofficial drug czar advisor. Yeah. To the president, he was um, And interestingly, very quickly yeah. Reagan made the war on drugs Part and parcel of every department of the federal government It wasn't just you, you, you know your, your Department of Justice Or your, your DEA or, or right. whatever Constance. That was focused on the war on drugs yeah. Reagan went all out yeah. Basically, every part of the Reagan administration needed to be thinking about the war on drugs. What department are you? Finance? War Finance. on drugs. What department are you? Uh, housing? War on drugs. Right. No. No, you're not. You're war on drugs. What are you? Uh, fucking, I don't know. The, Interior the, decoration
2: the, of the White House? Parks, parks and Exactly. Yeah.
1: Parks, yeah. And, parks and Rec? No, you're not. You're war on drugs. Like, <laughs> a fucking what? Um... Carlton Turner started sitting in on cabinet meetings, um, unofficial. Like he's not a cabinet member; he's the right. the advisor to the president. But Reagan would go around the table to the secretaries of each department and say, "What's your department doing about drugs?" Oh, and they're like, "Fucking what? Am I did? Am I in the wrong room? Yeah. What what happened?" I'm in
2: charge of well, national parks. I mean,
1: yeah, no, you're not. You're in charge of drugs. <laughs> What, but drugs in parks? Well, you want me to grow them? No, no. <laughs> we want you to make sure they're not being grown. Well, I'm pretty well, sure they're not. Well, well are you though?
2: What's your plan? So, show me your plan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So on one hand, he's slashing budgets across all these departments because uh, you know he's fiscal conservative. Uh, on the other hand, he's saying, "Stop what you're doing. Your job is now war on drugs." Right.
2: Now, for me personally, I I know that—and if we haven't made it quite clear, Reagan actually gets hard thinking about the war on drugs. I mean, it just raises the table. But the point is Congress is trying to keep up with him as well, so they want some control over this as well because it looks good for them when they go for their elections. This is all about politics. I I don't have a percentage of of how many of them truly believed in this, but but let's be honest, this is about getting elected the next time around, and that's really all that matters. So there's this one guy named Bill Hughes who brings six bills, uh, into in, through his committee, the House Subcommittee on Crime. So he's ratcheting up all these things. Let's confiscate. Let's let's maximize the uh, the sentences for these guys. But the point is, they get, all get pushed into one bill, the Omnibus Crime Bill of 1982, and one of the things is that we're we're going to let reagan name his drugs are because carlton is sitting there unofficially however the senate gets to approve them gets to approve the person reagan doesn't like that so he vetoes it so the whole thing goes down so but again they're all obsessed about their budgets they're they're obsessed about trying to outdo each other looking tough against the war on drugs. Reagan's already got the FBI. He's he's already got customs. He's already probably breaking the law by, I guess, maybe using gas. I can't remember. Or was that Nixon using gas in other countries? But the point is, it's not enough. He needs more and more and more. And now, he wants to bring the military into his war on drugs.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't, I mean, I've been trying to figure out why Reagan is so obsessed with the war on drugs, and I know it's part of his whole tough on crime and return to American values, but yeah. we, we, we know from previous episodes, we've been doing this series a long time. I think we've been doing this series longer than the actual war on drugs has been running. <laughs> but it feels like it. we know that it was never really about drugs. Right. And I, it's it's hard for me to believe that it really started with the Reagans that that's really what this was about. Um, I think this is about targeting those elements of society yeah. that are uh, using drugs. It's an easy way to get at them, uh, as we've said in the past. You know, it was the, it was the it was your, your darkies, uh, right. your, your, <laughs> your, your black. Mexicanos. Blacks,
2: yeah, yeah, you're your Blacks. Mexicans, yeah, Canadians. and
1: your yeah no. yeah, <laughs> and your and your alternative types, your anti-war activists, your hippies. Now, by the eighties,
2: right,
1: the home, definitely your homosexuals. Um, by the eighties, uh, as we've talked about, like the sort of the hippie movements drawn drawn to a close. It's been crushed by uh, J. Edgar Hoover's. Uh, Co Intel Pro things in the 60s um, and cr- crackdowns across the board uh, by successive administrations and, and leadership of the FBI. I think that's what's going on with Reagan it's about crushing the uh, the, the movements inside of the United States that are questioning authority because if it's one thing that conservatives don't like it's questioning authority. Now, one of the things that Reagan tries to push through very early on was a major revision to a very old law that was designed to keep the military out of civilian affairs. Uh, it's called the Posse Comitatus Act. And uh, it actually goes back even before the United States, goes back to England. United States kind of uh, adopted it. It became law in 1878. But it's mm. basically making it illegal for the military to be used as a policing force on US territory or waters. And Reagan's like, nah, no, no. no. Uh, I think I don't think we need that anymore. Bring now, of in. course, Posse pos- pos- Comitatus is also the West Wing episode oh. where President Bartlett approves the plan to assassinate Abdul-Ibn <gasps> Sharif, the Qumari yes. defense minister.
2: Yes. And he's going to give him a pin in the Oval Office or something. It might. Yeah. Okay. And That's all I remember.
1: Yeah. And it's also the uh, episode where CJ's secret service bodyguard, Simon Donovan, played by Mark Harmon, gets <gasps> killed. No. In a ho- hold up of a uh, corner store. store.
2: Yeah.
1: Convenience oh, store. Yeah. God. Oh, gutting
2: and oh shit oh shit. i can't take much more
1: <laughs> it's also the episode where this happens so the president has uh just walked downstairs from where a big convention is happening to have a secret cigarette in like the kitchen
3: caught me it's talking to the staff mr president
0: governor you enjoying the play? I am. How about you? Well, we just got here. We were at the Yankee game. We got, you know, hung up in traffic. Yeah, I know.
3: Listen, politics aside, and I don't want to make a big deal out of it, but you probably insulted the church,
0: and you can head it off at the pass if you speak to the Cardinal tonight. Well, I didn't mean to insult anybody. No. You know, it's a baseball game. It's how ordinary Americans... Yeah.
3: No, I don't understand that. The center fielder for the Yankees is an accomplished classical guitarist. People who like baseball can't like books.
0: Are you taking this personally?
3: No. Something horrible happened about an hour ago. CJ Craig was getting threats, so we put an agent on her. He's a good guy. He was on my detail for a while, and he was in Rosalind. He walked into the middle of an armed robbery and was shot and killed after detaining one of the suspects. Huh.
0: Crime? Boy, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, <Jeez>. Thank you. <sighs> <laughs>
1: That's uh, Brolin, James Brolin, playing yeah. Governor Robert Ritchie, who's running against him as president. And then there's another couple of minutes of dialogue at, at,
3: at the end of it. Bartlett says in the future if you're wondering crime boy I don't know is when I decided to kick your
2: ass (laughs) damn oh my god I love Uh, that show I gotta go back and binge watch that whole thing
1: Aaron Aaron Sorkin at his best there crime boy I don't know
2: (laughs) what's wrong with having an intelligent um President, or intelligent leaders, or whatever. Well, but, like, but you, yeah,
1: like that. Sorry, that episode is like I don't know, twenty years old, and uh, uh, you, you know you
2: look at <laughs> yeah, compare Bartlett to where Trump, you, where your White House is now. <laughs> oh god, it's another reason but for me it, to move to the desert.
1: But you know, this he was right. Like Sorkin was calling out this dumbing down. Of of politics and again, yeah. it's like like that an idiocracy. It's like uh, you know, your leadership in the United States went. You know what? That's a fucking roadmap for where we want to go. I, I like that idea. Yeah, let's dumb everything down and put a moron <laughs> in the White House. So congratulations.
2: <laughs> so man. we you can so we can job. say he's a, he's a common man. He he anyway. understands our plight, even though he's a billionaire and he's never back. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, back to posse comitatus. Were you going to read his digest me here no, or can I keep talking about?
2: I, I just wanted to say real quick to add on to what you said and then you just jump right on. No, but we and I, you and I have covered that the Reagan saw drug use in California, but I'm thinking there is no way they saw anything so bad to make every waking moment about drugs part of this has got to be uh politics and when nancy's not there and reagan's in the the oval office with his advisors you know they had to like okay guys we got to we got to talk some real we got we got to keep this shit real because there's other things going on in the country at the time that we're going to get to later but this is a smokescreen this is for politics this is not about belief And, and basically i think they're trying to take the country back to 1950. It's just not possible. It's not doable. But a lot of people are going to suffer because of what they're doing for eight years.
1: You know, we, you know it is the tough on crime thing. And, and we've seen how that's developed, particularly you know, in a Cold War show. We've talked about this as well. Um, right. Uh, it was like tough on communism, tough on crime. And anyone who didn't uh push, even Carter we talked about a couple of episodes ago, wasn't pushing these messages, just got pilloried and attacked yeah. from the right. So yeah. you had to look like you were doing something. And what can you do? I mean crime is is an inevitability in our society. It's very hard yes. to percentage. eradicate right. crime. Uh, so one of the things you can do that's that's visible is say you're going after drugs, which people had been uh, taught over the previous 50, 60 years to be terrified of because it mm-hmm. turned people into Mexican too. <laughs> took a nice young white kid, give him some marijuana, they become a Mexican <laughs> rapist uh, the next day. So It starts with
2: the accent and then the raping. Yes.
1: Anyway, let's go back to Posse Comitatus. Now, uh, quick quiz for you, Ray, with your degree yeah. in American history. Uh, yeah. Which president signed it into law?
2: Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Was that... um, Who came after? This is 78. Fuck. Lincoln 68. It's not Grant, is it? I don't... No, it's not Grant. You're right. (laughs) Nailed it. No, I... I, Nailed. No, No, I know the Civil War. I don't know much about post-Civil War and Reconstruction. Uh, I just never got around to it.
1: It's not as exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We talk about anything else. You go. Look, I know American history. (laughs) Selective. Okay. So, so." well,
2: I don't know that part (laughs) of American history. Every time you ask me, I'm just going to narrow my focus. It's like you're you're like a Christian.
1: It's (laughs) God of the gaps. You're like you're like history (laughs) of the gaps.
2: Well, I don't know that
1: bit, but uh, tell you what, when it comes to the, the dates between October first right. and October second. Oh, nailed it. 1850. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck, yeah, yeah. that's my. Because you got to special. You got to specialize these <laughs> days. <laughs> um, <clears throat> President Rutherford B Hayes. B. Hayes.
2: Right. Do you know what the B stood for? <sighs> um, Blackie. No, what? <laughs> Beauregard. Black man. Brother, Bur- badass. badass Rutherford, badass,
1: Rutherford. badass. <laughs> Hayes, no Burchard, <laughs> Burchard like, Rutherford, Burchard Hayes, Hayes. Uh-huh. like what? I know, right? It's not even a name. It's, <laughs> I watched a clip recently of um, uh, fucking Mister Bean. What's his name?
2: Uh, Rowan Atkinson,
1: yeah. um, interviewing Elton John on stage at some live comedy thing. Right. Like I don't know, looked like it was twenty years old. Um. And he says, um, Elton. Well, let me. Why do you call yourself Elton? You know that's not an. It's the whole. His whole thing is about. You know that's not a name. Now, John Elton. Yeah, that would be a name. But Elton's not a first name. And he just goes on and on and on, just taking the piss out of his name. Very good. Very very funny. Very funny. Elton John played along. Very so anyway. Rutherford Burchard. <laughs> Hayes yeah. uh, invented Burchard Muesli, I think, apart from being president. Right. Um, during the 18... 18- now, I didn't know anything about this because, uh, like you, uh, I know nothing about American history. <clears throat> during the 1876 US presidential election, right. Samuel J. Tilden, the Democratic candidate, defeated Rutherford B. Hayes, the Republican candidate,
2: mm-hmm.
1: in, the, in the popular vote. Um, never happened since in America where somebody has defeated somebody else in the popular vote and then not become president. Wow, it's quite amazing! Yeah, never, never happened <laughs> ever, right? Um, now Hayes lost the popular vote to Tilden, but there was an electoral college vote and the electoral college m- managed to make him president again. Nice. Don't think this has ever happened, uh, since in American history where uh, a candidate has lost the popular vote, but then uh-huh. won the Electoral College huh. vote.
2: Yeah, you would think that... Never. Uh, yeah.
1: No. Never mm-hmm. happened. No precedent for <laughs> it. Uh, it takes everyone by surprise. Right. Um, now, there was... there was uh, they, they didn't take this lying down, the Democrats, back then. Yeah. These days, they go, oh, well, fuck it, I guess we lost. <laughs> we're sorry. Uh, back then... Yeah. Yeah, back then, they were like, fuck you. <laughs> um, they nearly... Kick-started the Civil War again. <laughs> um, but there, so there was a deal done, basically. Right. Um, the, the Republicans agreed that uh, if, if the, the Democrats conceded and let the Republican candidate, Hayes, become president,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they would pull federal troops... From the former Confederate States. Right. And and end the formal period of Reconstruction.
2: Yeah. That's so there was this
1: thing called the Compromise of 1877, mm-hmm. where South Carolina, Florida, and Louisiana agreed to certify the Republican Hayes as president in exchange for removing federal troops from the South. Of course, the South mostly being Democrat back then. Tilden was from New York. Hayes was from Ohio, but most of the South was uh, Democrat. Um, So one of the, I mean, there was a variety of implications with this, uh, particularly if you were black in the South, Mm. apparently. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the demands that the Southern Democrats made was, listen, we will let you pick this Republican, have this Republican president. Yeah. But you have to get your troops out of the South, A. B, you have to let us do what we want with the darkies.
2: <laughs> and the and the, um, heaven-sent northerners said, How dare you, sir? <laughs> yeah, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> Let's do it.
1: Um, what do we care, man? Yeah, We're <laughs> we, out we, of yeah, yeah, we got, got what we wanted. Yeah. Um, we, we, we got the blacks to support us on the, in the Civil War We won, we don't give a fuck, do what yeah. you want So as we've talked about uh, in earlier episodes of this here darn series <laughs> uh, In the early 1900s, these southern states passed constitutions Where they pretty much disenfranchised right. every uh, black person they could And bragged uh, about it. In every southern state, and bragged about it Yeah, <laughs> So they couldn't vote Right. Um, hmm. uh, you know what? Uh, it was in the, it was in the legislation. If your name starts with a D And an apostrophe, you can't vote. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs>
1: Which is why D'Angelo moved to no. Virginia. Well, no. that's a southern state. Why anyway. did you bring
0: that up? Um,
1: uh huh. Yeah. So that's so. There's a little bit of American history for you. Yeah, uh, from an like sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure, just uh, let us be. Let us take the White House. Do what you want with the Blacks. Uh, yeah. It's after emancipation, but we don't care because uh, no one said it was going to be easy for them. Uh, so anyway, uh, 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 Bossy Comitatus gets signed in in 1878 by Hayes. Now it, it, it applied specifically to the United States Army originally, so right. this is why they were like, okay, you can't use the army to, you know, police what we're doing with the Darkies down in the South, really. Uh, they're like okay, and then uh, in, eight, in 1956, it, it was expanded to include the Air Force. It Doesn't specifically mention the Navy and the Marine Corps, right. but we'll the Navy that. has its own regulations right. that basically saying it's not supposed to act uh, inside uh, the boundary of the US. But originally it comes from England. That the term "posse comitatus" comes mm-hmm. from Latin, the power or force of the country. Ah, now. In England, in common law, it meant that all able-bodied males over the age of 15 within a specific county could be mobilized in whole or in part by the conservator of the peace. Old job title of mine. Right. Um, but ba- back then, it was usually the sheriff. Right. And he, he could basically... You know, form a posse, yeah. as we all know from watching Western films. That's where it comes from. Posse Comitatus, Force <laughs> of the Kenny. Go right, you yeah. all now have to grab your pitchforks and your torches and come right. with me because yeah. we're going to, uh, you know, catch Robin Hood. Right. Um, or Frankenstein's mind. Uh, So
2: there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And it, and the, and it actually goes back to the ninth century. In Damn. England, which was also when they created the office of the uh, sheriff of Nottingham, just gotcha. sheriff. Yeah, yeah.
2: Played by but, Alan Rickman. Uh
1: huh. Oh, Alan Rickman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His voice was so deep; it tingles my balls whenever <laughs> he talks. Can feel the vibrations. <laughs> I love Alan Rickman. Alan oh, yeah. Rickman. Yeah. Uh, it's not right that people like that should die. It's very sad. No,
2: only certain people. Let's be honest. Should die.
1: Okay. Should grow old. Hold and on. Die. We need to pull up. I need to pull up a bit of Alan Rickman now, man. Like, right. I need to hear.
0: My mistress' eyes are nothing like the sun. Coral is far more red than her lips. Red. If snow be white. Why then her breasts are done? If hairs be wires, black wires grow on her head. I have seen roses damasked, red and white, but no such roses see I in her cheeks.
2: Oh,
1: I, I tell felt you what, I, I just felt turned it. a
2: little—yeah,
1: just turned a little bit gay when I heard that. Yeah, oh, that <laughs> well, voice—gayer, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: And, anyway. And, and, yeah, mm. yeah. And and just to say that, uh, and of course, we all remember that in 1971, Ed Nixon's urging, um, he, he was able to play with that law a little bit. And so the military began to help, but in a passive and indirect way. So it's it's coming. The, 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 the goalpost is being nudged. Nixon, Nixon used it. Uh, Eisenhower used an exception to it to help the, uh, the black children go to school after desegregation. I'm sure you've all seen photos of that. So Nixon's done it, and now Reagan is going to take a shot at it. He's, he's already got the, the FBI. He's already got uh, all the moms in America, and now he's trying to get the military. And And the next part of this is that Ed Meese, the counselor to the president, and he's a member hey, of hey, his cabinet. Hey, yeah,
1: Hey, hey, hey. Slow, yeah. The, slow the, slow the okay. fuck, down. Slow uh, the
2: fuck I'll, down. I'll take yeah. that out.
1: Go ahead. Yeah.
2: I pull it out. So, Reagan,
1: yeah, you pull it out, <laughs> wipe it on the curtains. Now, Reagan, ah. Reagan's justification for this was that imported drugs were a threat to the security of the United States. Sure. Drugs were coming in from overseas and they were killing Americans just like a foreign enemy
2: would. Ah.
1: So, you're being attacked. America's under attack <laughs> from drugs. That they're willfully using <laughs> and paying for, happily, paying good money happily for. Paying for. They're paying, yeah, happily They're paying good, good money <laughs> to get attacked. We need to use the army to stop. America is all about freedom, right. unless it's you're using that freedom. Right. to do something we don't want you to do. Then right. we have to get the army involved to stop you... Men with guns. ...from that yeah. freedom. Because yeah. you, 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 you you can't have too much freedom. right? Yeah. Or a good time. There has to be limits. The, the motto of America, e pluribus unum, actually means there is
2: such a thing as too much freedom. <laughs> That's what it means. Uh, I don't know if you know I, that. I think this, um, the standard was, was if anybody was happier... Then Nancy Reagan, I think they made it illegal because her always her smiles kind of freak me. They they do the exact opposite to my testicles of Alan Rickman. They actually shrivel up and go inside my body whenever she smiles. So if anybody's having a better time than Nancy Reagan, it has to be illegal. <laughs>
1: Oh uh, yeah, fake <laughs> smile, on Nancy Reagan. Oh my God,
2: <laughs> I gotta shake this off. Okay, which is
1: which is why I gotta tell you, I like Melania Trump because she doesn't even pretend to. F- no, she doesn't try and hide the fact that she's as miserable I, as fuck right I don't now. She just here. looks miserable. Yeah. in every photo. Yeah, she's not playing the game at all. She's like, look, I'll turn up because uh, <laughs> you know you got a gun at my back, but I'm not gonna <laughs> pretend I'm enjoying
2: it. And I'm damn sure I'm, i don't smile.
1: Apparently a big interview with her that ABC yeah. uh, in the U.S. has done that's coming out in the next couple of days where she's apparently yeah. she's, she's, hold, you know, hold, 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 no bars, bars, no holds, holds, no bears. <laughs> Doing um, something
2: with some bars and bears and holds.
1: Bears and holds. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bear in the hold. <laughs> bear in the hold. <laughs> I don't, don't, know what I'm trying, don't know what I'm trying to say. No. <laughs> um, she's holding back nothing, apparently, she's so holding, we'll yeah, see.
2: Yeah, Yeah.
1: Good for her. Uh, Including bears. Now, uh, yes, so that was Reagan's justification. We're under attack from Mexicans. Mexicans are coming in. They're bringing (laughs) their rapists. They're bringing their murderers. These aren't good people that they're sending. It's drugs. Right. Right. Now, he pushed for a relaxation of posse comitatus, and Congress said... How dare you, sir? Yeah,
2: okay. Yeah, okay. Sure. You want this? Yeah. Works for us.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the military were then allowed to spot, track, and follow suspected, not even proven, suspected smugglers. I guess if you're a proven <laughs> smuggler, you'd be in jail. They can go after. So them, yeah. they're allowed to. Yeah, they're now using military resources to. The fuck was that?
2: Somebody's breaking Somebody's in. Somebody's. Bre- is the call coming from it's inside the house?
1: In. <laughs> <laughs> Look out my window here. What the fuck is going
2: on? It's a tree trimmer. They're repaving. Um, they're blowing leaves. Usually... I'm trying to think yeah, of all the things blowing. that have happened. They've been yeah. blowing me. Uh, yeah. b- before you go on, I have to mention uh, a, a Harry Anslinger moment, if you will. So, um, so, so Reagan wants this. And Ed Meese, who's his counselor, wants this too. However, Ed Meese. No, I'm I'm not going to say. I'm not. No, no, I'm not going to say. All right, okay. Pull it back. Pull it. So some of the people (laughs) in his cabinet want it, and some people don't. But but again, like the Secretary of Defense doesn't want. But here's the point I'm trying to make. So the the military is all over the place. Do we want to get involved? Do we not want to get involved? We can do all this in a second. But the Joint Chiefs of, of Staff Chairman. Admiral William Crow, almost embodying Harry Anslinger, says, if there are resources tied to it, why, you'll see the services compete for those, and probably vigorously. So he's pretty much admitting this is all about, the, if the government is going to put out some money, if we don't go out in there and get it, somebody else will. So it's it's our job to perpetuate our institution by grabbing as much money from the government as we possibly can. It doesn't matter that what we're doing is good or right or within our purview. We're not experts at it. We should be doing something else like defending the country. They're putting out money. Go get that fucking money. That's all that matters. Just like Harry Ensley.
1: Yeah, and that's the other thing that we've seen as a consistent part of this drug story over the course of our 4,000 episodes (laughs) is that... It's about uh, uh, oppressing uh, the the minorities or the political troublemakers by undesirables, and then at the same time, in the process of doing that, building little empires inside
2: the administrative uh, government, exactly.
1: Yeah, particularly justice policing, all these guys are like, "Fuck yeah, there's my Now the military, are, you know, oh, there's money to be had, fucking we'll take it, man. Well, you yeah. know, it helps me build my department and get a new desk and and give <laughs> myself a bonus at the end of the year and get a car, right? Oh, people are I want self-interested. Right. There's the self-interest component that these people have, and which is human nature. You, you you put a big pot of money in the middle of the table and say who who wants something? Things change. They're going to yeah. take it. Yeah. So, 1981, uh, the military cooperation with civilian law enforcement statute was enacted, which yes. allowed for military assistance to civil civilian law enforcement agencies. <sighs> um, uh, it was specifically targeting drug smuggling. Now, only technical and support assistance they were able to give at this juncture, right? Uh, using their facilities, vessels, aircraft, intelligence, translation, and surveillance services. So it's not a big deal. Sounds okay. Yeah. I'm I'm sure... Passive. I'm sure we'll never reach a time (laughs) where we will see the militarization of American police as a result of this and tanks in the streets. Uh, No. That'll never happen. We're good. Um, Yeah, like uh, checks and balances, son. (laughs) Checks and balances. Now... (coughs) Speaking of history. The statute specifically prohibited the direct involvement of soldiers in law enforcement. Right. Can't be involved in search and seizure, arrests, detention, undercover capacity work, Um, none of that. Yeah. So it's all okay, right? I don't know what you're panicking about. (laughs) All okay. There's no slippery slope going to happen here, son.
2: Right, exactly. So, so, and again, I, I'm not sure what you want to go to next, but the point is Reagan's got the FBI. He's got the incredibly well-respected and, let's face it, obsessive Carlton Turner. Now he's got the U.S. military. It's time to take this war of drugs into overdrive.
1: Well, uh, I wanted to point out that in five years yeah. after this bill passed in 1981, right. the amount of money that the Pentagon was spending on the war on drugs... Mm-hmm. Went from $1 million Good a year right. to $196 million a year. Fuck. That's my
2: money. Bitch, that's my money.
1: Yeah. Again, we have to spend this money. Right. This is taxpayer money. Taxpayer. So the way it works is you go to work, you pay your taxes. Your tax money then goes to Washington, goes to the right. Treasury, White House, Treasury. Yep. yep. Um, then they say to you, well, okay, we took, well, you know, what is it, 30%? What are your average tax rates, personal yeah. income tax, 30%? Yeah. You pay What are you doing with the other 70%? Oh, well, I'm paying my mortgage, paying my car, buying food, right. buying drugs. Well, you're buying drugs with your money. Yeah. Well, uh, well, listen, we're going to take the tax money now and spend it <laughs> on stopping you from buying drugs right, with the money that we left you. You're welcome. We're going to take your money yeah. and spend it on stopping you from spending the rest of your money the way you want to spend your money. <laughs> Even, Why? Because yeah. uh, well, Jesus. For you. You know? Exactly.
2: Yeah. Jesus is light, look at, look at Nancy. Wide, Why should right? you be
1: happier than Nancy? Tr- Nancy can't take drugs. Why should you be happier than Nancy?
2: Well, she does take them. She's going to be married no to this guy. They have absolutely no effect on her. She hasn't <laughs> smiled in decades.
1: <laughs> the plastic surgery won't allow her to smile. <laughs> she, 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 her face is stretched but, so taut. But, but,
2: but seriously, can you name any other institution in the world, in the history of the universe, that went from $1 million to $196 million or something relative to that in a five-year stint? I mean, that is just absolutely insane. That makes no sense. And all that money could have gone to helping people or balancing the budget or what the fuck ever. But since they're black, they're not going to get any help anyway because Reagan's cutting back social programs. Why am I even mentioning that?
1: Yeah. So these things were spent, oh, this money, sorry, was spent on things like AWACS. Um, A Brazilian not wax? Not the kind of wax. Oh, okay. Yeah, not the kind of wax that you put on your balls. No, this is uh, <laughs> AWACS. They're these huge jets with four engines in them and big, powerful radar domes on their backs. Right. Made by Boeing. Um, and Navy Hawkeyes, which are scaled down AWACS, which oh, uh, are like Hopefully twin engine turbo props made by Northrop Grumman. Money, money, money. Uh, they were they were sent out on anti smuggling missions. So your corporations are happy because <clears> the government <throat> now has more money to spend right. on corporations again. How does this work? You go to work, you pay your taxes. Taxes go to Washington. Washington give it to the corporations. The CEO of the corporation. Pays himself a massive bonus, buys a yacht and stock stacks that yacht full of drugs and goes, you fucking beauty, love this war on drugs. War love on drugs is helping me <laughs> buy more drugs.
2: I love America. No, but seriously, yeah. I have no idea how much an uh, AWAC plane cost with the dome, but... I'm sure it's 10, 20 million. I have no idea. But the point is, I mean, they're taking this money and they're buying these things. These corporations are making a ton of money. Their stocks are going up. The people who own the stocks, they're making rich. They're making more money. And the people on the street who do not own stocks, who do not have access to stocks, they're just, you know, and I and I think we've stressed this in previous episodes, the space between the halves. And the have-nots is spreading so much wider, so much faster under Reagan, the whole trickle-down economics. Since you mentioned the Navy and the Air Force, if if you're thinking about drugs and you're thinking about money, you've got to talk about Bush. So Bush is there in the White House. He's the vice president. And like you said, he and Reagan don't get along with each other. But Bush's office coordinates the involvement of the Navy and the Air Force in this as well in the Caribbean and the Gulf of Mexico along the coast. So Bush is going to do whatever he's got to do to get involved, to get in the newspapers, to get his name in the limelight because he's thinking about his future like any Bush would.
1: Yeah, so these AWACs, these big jets with radar domes and aerostats, which were blimps that had radar on them, Mm -hmm. were run over the border with Mexico, where they were looking for drug smuggling going on. Uh, This was run by the South Florida Drug Task Force with George H.W. Bush, Vice President, Running it now, I love the irony here. Is so you go to work, you pay your taxes. Your taxes go to Washington. Washington spends all this money on uh, jet, you know, radar jets and blimps. Um, which that money then goes to the corporations. Corporation CEO uses that money to buy a yacht and put drugs on it. Some of that money goes to, uh, uh, you know, fund the the involvement of Vice President George H. W. Bush, whose son. George W. Bush, at the time, was a major cocaine user. <laughs> Which, but, but, it's okay, because his dad, when his dad became president, yeah. he managed to get uh, George W. Bush's cocaine convictions expunged from his record. So, so all's well that ends well, me. as Alan Rickman said. Win-win. Yeah. 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 Did, now the did cocaine you, trade was so big. Did you what? No, no, no. I apologize. Go right ahead. The cocaine trade was so big in Miami that uh, people were starting to get scared uh, by what was going on. Right. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, a lot of a lot of Cubans had <laughs> moved to Miami. Obviously, yeah. left left Cuba. Right, right. America said, "Hey, Castro, he's a piece of shit." Uh, communism, that sucks, doesn't it? Come to America. They said, okay. They went to America and they went, ooh. Uh, can you can you not do so much with the cocaine? They go,
2: Well, we're criminals. What do you want? We're trying to that's the only way I can make money because you won't let me what get was jobs. The, <laughs> um uh,
1: what was the name of the uh, the thing? The Mari not the Mariel boat lift. What was the thing that oh. Castro uh, oh, when he opened God. up the prisons?
2: Yes, and so in, yeah.
1: in the in the early nineteen eighties, um, America was going. Hey, you know any Cuban who wants to come to America, uh, you should do that because <laughs> America is the land of the free and the brave, That's and right. it's awesome. It's and you should yeah you should. Uh, you should, like, just come. Yeah. Come to America. It's great. You're going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. And Castro said, you know what? That's a great yeah. idea. <laughs> We've got tens of thousands of people in prisons here that we don't want. Yeah. Um, and he just opened the doors and said, hey, go to America. Yeah. And they went, yay. Yeah. And so they all went to America. Bonus. And then and then <laughs> and then Reagan went, oh, hold on. you're sending us your murderers and your rapists. <laughs> rapists. And I'm sure and some of them are he good. said, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> eighteen thousand Cubans, <laughs>
2: oh my god,
1: um went to uh America yeah. um and uh the Americans picked him up the u s Coast guard said, yeah, fucking awesome,
2: come, yeah. come, come over, it's we great. Got a huge budget, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, um, so there you go, actually um I think there was more like one hundred and twenty-five thousand went to the US. Jesus, one hundred and twenty-five thousand. I'm looking up the numbers. That's insane. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, Castro just went, sure, go, yeah, yeah, and and then and then they all turned around and you know they set up these anti-Castro organisations, <laughs> and America goes, look, these Cubans don't like Castro. And Castro said, well, duh, they were criminals that we sent to you. Of course they don't <laughs> like me. I put them in jail. What do you, <laughs> what, what do you think they're going to get? Thanks so much for putting us in jail for being criminals, Fidel. Yeah. yeah. Um, High five. But, of course, you know, so there was a lot of drugs going on, a lot of criminal activity. Uh, a lot of it was being committed in broad daylight by a machine gun. Uh, bystanders were getting hit acro- along the way. And, of course, the guy, the single guy responsible for nearly all of it, was this guy. Why don't
2: you try sticking your head up your ass? See if it fits. (laughs) Who's that? Oh, here we go.
1: It's Tony Montana. Why don't you try sticking your head up your ass? See if it fits. (laughs) He says that to the Colombian guy who's about to kill him with a chainsaw.
2: Oh, my God. Why don't
1: you try sticking your head up your ass? Yeah. Uh yeah, Tony Montana, uh for the kids out there who haven't seen Scarface fucking hell, go watch Scarface. Again. <laughs> but not right before you ever.
2: go to bed. Not right before you go to bed. Yeah, so so <laughs> but the point is cocaine is now huge. It's coming into Miami. These smugglers are making a ton of money and with that money, not beside besides, besides boring, buying really high class hookers, they're buying machine guns. And so the local cops cannot deal with this. Croc and the tubs from Miami, vice can't deal with it. It's just too much for these guys because they're too busy setting fashion trends. So the FBI and the DEA bring in agents from other parts of the country down into Florida to try to help with this, literally a wave of cocaine coming into America through Florida. So um, the FBI, the DEA, the Coast
1: Guard, every man and his dog went to Miami (laughs) uh, to try and stop the drugs from coming into the country. And good news, Ray. Oh good. They succeeded. Yes. Mm. And since that day there have been no There's drugs been. in America whatsoever <laughs>
2: just I could you buy know it uh, with a m- mission fortnight. accomplished. Yeah, there yeah we George
1: H.W. Bush said mission accomplished. We've stopped <laughs> drugs coming into America. Now, now well, the, we stopped them coming into Miami.
2: Right. They right. just
1: came in everywhere else <laughs> except right. Miami. It's like
2: sticking your finger in a, in a creek or running water. It just goes around. It just keeps coming in. No, but the, the, what's great for me is we're getting to parts of history that I remember. I remember seeing Bush in his bad, 80, bad 80s outfits um, next to mounds of marijuana, and there's tons of photos, and there's cash, and there's guns, and there's boats. Uh, I'm starting to remember some of this stuff. So, yeah, so it looks like like if you're watching if you're the average american you and you really don't pay attention to the news too much and you're just watching the nightly news and you see pictures of bush with all this marijuana it looks like the american government reagan's government is kicking ass and taking names when it comes to the war on drugs we are winning this war I'm sorry. I was with you. I was fine. I was jamming. But the second, the fucking second the synthesizers came in, I was cringing all over. I was like, oh. What do you mean? It's all, it's all synthesizer. There's no, nothing that's not bad. synthesizer. No, I'm talking about the it's stuff over the top. It's all synthesizer. I'm talking about the stuff over the top. Miami
1: Vice, for the kids who don't know what's going on there, great, great 80s uh, TV show.
2: But before you company. watch it, mm. get mm. a brightly colored t-shirt. Sky blue. Take off your socks. Eggshell blue.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Get a white or tan suit. Right.
1: White suit. Yeah. Pink (laughs) suit. White suit. Wear it with a t-shirt. Hair
2: back. Right. Oh,
1: get it. Get it. Spend. Spend. You know. Go to Donald Trump's personal tanning salon. You got to look orange.
2: (laughs) Here's the most important part. On your boat that you live on, you have to have a pet. Either crocodile or alligator. I honestly can't remember, but I think you can get away with either one.
1: <laughs> oh man, Don Johnson! Don Johnson! Oh, uh, uh, you know what he did with his, right his fame
2: with that from that show? He springboarded, and he was able to have sex with. Um, oh God! Pretty Her much everyone. Is, um, who, who's the. Uh, Oh,
1: Melanie Griffith, wasn't he? Or was her, he her? Melanie
2: Griffith? Barbara, yes, Melanie Griffith, but there was someone else. Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. They were together for a while.
1: Oh, uh, he was like, pretty much, Don Johnson was banging everyone yeah, in America. I'm yeah. pretty sure. And they were thanking
2: him for it. And, your mother. and I certainly thanked yeah. him for it. Yeah. 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 So. Uh. But, but despite all these drug arrests and all these photo ops, the price of cocaine in South Florida is still going down because so much of it is still getting through. So the point is, it was coming through Florida. They put up this uh, blockade. It starts coming around Florida, but it's still coming in. This stuff is coming in. Prices are going down. More people are trying it because the prices are coming down. And the government perceives uh, that they're winning, but they're not, but as long as the American people think they are, isn't that really, that? that's all that matters.
1: So three weeks before the 1982 midterms, uh, Reagan launched his biggest ever offensive in the war on drugs. Big. And he sent, he sent his associate attorney general to Congress, a guy by the name of, let me see if I can pronounce this right, Rudolph Giuliani. <laughs> not sure whatever happened to <laughs> Rudolph Giuliani. Right. Um, I had a cigar with him a few years ago, but after that, lost track of him. Don't know what happened to him. Yeah, um, He got up in front of Congress and said, In recent years, this nation has been plagued by an outbreak of crime unparalleled in our history and unequaled in any other free society. Right. Um, he said that. <laughs> it wasn't true. Um, the crime rate... In uh, 1982 was actually lower than it was the year before that. Right. Um, and was only slightly higher, like one percentage point, than it was in the uh, dark days of <laughs> Jimmy Carter and his permissive <laughs> drug culture. Right. Um, the rates of rape, assault, theft, burglary and car theft were all lower in 1982 than they had been in 1977. Wow. Um so you know you We're don't s- let truth get in the way of a good story when it when you're standing up in front of Congress right is the lesson here.
2: I was going to say was he was he referring to a report a commission that was put together for him no, specifically for just-
1: this no, I just was, pulled it out of his
2: eyes. Using the force. Okay. That's fine. Mm. But 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 let's break his break his statement down for a second. So the nation's been plagued by an outbreak of crime. Well, one, that's not true. And two, I think the point he's trying to make is a lot more people are using drugs or drugs are helping cause more people to, to commit crimes because they needed money to buy drugs. If they had just made marijuana legal the stats, even though he's making them up, would have went down dramatically. But that's not the point. That's not the point. Drugs are bad. Drugs are evil. Drugs are, are you know, Mexicans and, and blacks are bringing it in. So the point is we've got to do something. But again, he's just making these statements. And it, and again, just like with Harry Anslinger, nobody is questioning. Everybody just goes into panic mode. What can I do about this? And at the same time, make myself look
3: good.
1: Well, It worked his speech. Congress allocated $125 million in extra money to hire more than 1,000 new FBI agents, DEA agents, and federal prosecutors to staff a a brand-new series of regional drug task forces across the United States, 12 of them, based on the highly successful one in South Florida. (laughs) That uh, stop the drugs because the drug supplies just went well. You know, we would just move a mile up the coast, it'll be better. Right. Uh, so, what's better than sticking one finger in a dike, Ray? Sticking 12 fingers in a dike. No, that's listen, I, about I'm not hearing any tombs. complaints
2: from the dike. <laughs> no, do- as long as it's cons- cons- consensual, then I think we're all good.
1: So, uh, <laughs> Reagan also announced plans
2: for a new presidential commission of experts. Thank you. I want to- science. I want facts. I want professionals. Thank you. You have restored my faith in Reagan. Because, you know, the last four or five
1: uh, presidential commissions right. on drugs, uh, well, they got that. Those weren't any good. We th- <laughs> threw those in the shredder. Right. They didn't reach the right conclusions. Oh, that's so right. So we're going to do an if it... This is, see, this is why Reagan was a great American, the Gipper man. It was like, if at first you don't <laughs> succeed to get the answers you want from your presidential commission, right? try, try, try again. Exactly. Eventually. Eventually, if we Somewhere. commission enough reports, someone will tell us exactly what we want to hear. <sighs> Jesus wept. Now, the guy chairing this commission was Judge Irving Kaufman, Mm -hmm. best remembered for censoring Lenny Bruce. Mm. Lenny Bruce, for the kids out there, was uh, a comedian in the 50s and 60s, uh, drug-using, highly political uh, comedian, beloved by the people, hated by the authorities, Uh, you know, before George Carlin, before Bill Hicks, it was all started pretty much by Lenny Bruce. Uh, Great biopic about him starring Dustin Hoffman made in the late 70s, early 80s, I think. Check that uh, out. Called Lenny. Go check that out if you've never seen it. Go, you can dig up some Lenny Bruce uh, on YouTube. Why don't we play a little bit of that, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, right now, seeing as we have the YouTubes at our,
3: at our call here. Here we go. But ladies would get hurt and want to leave the husbands because they thought the husbands cheated and they never did cheat because what cheating means, I know, to a lady, means kissing and hugging and liking somebody. You have to at least like somebody. Guys that doesn't enter into it all the time, no. Ladies are one emotion and guys detach, not consciously detach, but they just do detach. Like a lady can't go through a plate glass window and go to bed with you five seconds later. But guys can have head-on collisions with Greyhound buses <laughs> in disaster areas. Everybody's laying dead on the highway. Not only the hospital, in the ambulance, The guy makes play for the nurse. How could he do a thing at a time like that? Well, I got horny. <laughs> what? I got hot. How could you be hot when your foot was cut off and you're. Good. I don't know. He's an animal! He got hot with his foot cut off. <laughs> I guess I'm an animal. Lady
1: like Bruce, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, politically incorrect in yeah. uh, the 60s. So. Uh, this is what this guy was known for, this guy who's going to head up Reagan's new, let's get it right this time, fifth time lucky drug commission. <coughs> this is it. The guy who censored Lenny Bruce, because, you know, one of the things we're most proud of in America, apart from the freedom to do whatever you want unless it involves <laughs> drugs, really? is freedom of speech,
2: <gasps> Ray.
1: But do you know unless- what he said? Unless you're telling dirty jokes, uh, what, did, what did he say? Do you
2: know what word got him in front of Kaufman? Kaufman?
1: Uh, was it uh, motherfucker?
2: Cocksucker. Cocksucker. Cocksucker got him in front of the judge. He was at a club. <laughs> he went to jail. The owner went to jail. And I didn't know that he um, was he, – he, when he would do um, – what do you call it um, – Trick people out of the money, uh, but but not that nice. Uh, he he would he would do things where he would have scams. His girlfriend was a stripper, and he was trying to get her to quit stripping. And she's like, if you can give me the money that I make from stripping, I'll do it. So he would do things, not only his shows, but he would also run scans and cons on people to try to raise the money so she'd quit stripping. So this guy had a heart. He had a heart like the Grinch at the end of that show. This guy had a really big heart, three times the size
0: it used to be. You and your partner plan on making Deadwood Marshall. Do not try for this scaffold. That's a deal, you loudmouthed cocksucker. Beholden to no human cocksucker. For any of these limber dick cocksuckers. Godless heathen cocksuckers. Man. And fuck us all anyway for the limber dick cocksuckers we are. Heathen cocksuckers. Cocksuckers, cocksuckers. 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 cocksuckers.
3: Cocksucker.
0: Cocksucker! A cocksucker.
3: Greasy-haired liming cocksucker. Sucker! That COCKSUCKER! Cock sucker. cock that limey
0: cocksucker. Cocksucker. Cocksuckers. That cocksucker. Simple cocksucker. Union cocksuckers. These cocksuckers. Cocksucker. Cocksuckers. Cock Hardware cocksucker. I kill the cocksucker. on cock sucker. cocksuckers. Cocksuckers. Limey cocksucker. Tenderfoot cocksucker. Cocksucker. It's the same exact cocksucker. Very cocksucker. The cocksucker. The cocksucker. Bella Union cocksuckers. Was you that cut the cocksucker's head off? And hard work cocksucker. Coxucker. Where's your cocksuckers? We try the cocksucker in my place. A hard work cocksucker. You drew hard cocksucker. Cocksucker. That cocksucker. Cocksuckers. Cocksucker. Let's get that cocksucker. You outlast the cocksucker. Are you clever cocksucker?
3: And if I was you or any cocksucker with you, I wouldn't try to stop him. <laughs> There's another. Wait,
1: wait. This is obviously a compilation of the use of the <laughs> word cocksucker and deadwood. The full clip runs for eight minutes. <laughs> it's eight minutes. Show only ran for like three seasons. <laughs> eight minutes of that was I just people saying cocksucker, I and we didn't even get to woo. It. Like, where's woo? <sighs> woo doesn't even come into it. They should thank uh, Manny
2: Bruce because, because of him, they're able yeah. to do that. Yeah. Thank you. Manny. Here we go. Hold on. Here's woo. <laughs>
0: Cocksuckers and cocksuckers. Huh? Cocksucker. Fucking cocksuckers. Cocksuckers. Double crossing co-
1: San Francisco <laughs> cocksucker. <laughs> oh. God damn, I, I love hurt. that show. The movie. You know, they're making a movie. They're making a Deadwood movie. It's oh. in production right now. Greenlit, nice. confirmed. They're doing it. Hell yeah. All of the surviving cast uh, are involved. Uh, a couple of people are dead, but um, they're going ahead with it. It's going to take place like 15 years after the TV show. Yeah, um, so excited! <laughs> Greatest show ever! <laughs> Greatest show ever! <laughs>
2: Deadwood. Oh, That's saying something. Yeah.
1: God damn it! Anyway, uh, cocksucker. There you go. Good, good bit of uh, history yeah. trivia there. Right? I do know the some other history. thing. The judge. Yeah. The other. The other thing Judge Irving Kaufman was best known for was sentencing the Rosenbergs to death.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Now, um, uh, I don't know how much you know about the Rosenbergs, Ray. They
2: were Do you ju- know much about Jewish the Rosenbergs? so deserved to die. T- no, please tell me.
1: Look, we're going to do this in detail on the Cold War show, but uh, the short version is that uh, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg were accused of uh, espionage in the United States. They were New York-born Jews convicted of espionage in 1951, sentenced to death. They had been spying for the Soviets, had passed on secrets about a number of things, including the Manhattan Project. Um, I think... They're, they were both executed The Sun denied it for years uh, That they were involved right. um, Then after the Cold War Information came out of the Soviet Union That they were involved, but it was kind of marginal. I think the husband passed something to somebody, and the wife maybe did the handover. Mm-hmm. They were they were you know socialist or communist activists in the United States. They were helping, but they they didn't really pass on anything directly. I think from memory, yeah. it was terribly bad. But anyway, they were executed Jeez. by the United States Cold for war, uh, being sp- yeah for being um, for spying, even though they were Americans. Anyway, one of the other experts on the commission, so you got Irvin Kaufman, uh, was the editor of the Reader's Digest, right? <laughs> so you you could have got a job there. Um, he was like he, his job his job was to say whenever they were getting into the weeds of the science, it's like, listen, can we just cut to the chase here and say drugs are bad? <laughs> yeah. Okay, edit. Okay, edit.
2: yeah, edit. Yeah, pretty much it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: let's just let's just do the first version. Drugs bad, okay. Well, uh, here yeah. we go. This is this was this guy. Now, as I was saying, uh,
3: drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Uh, if you do them, you're bad because drugs are bad. Okay, it's a bad thing to do drugs. So, so don't be bad by doing drugs. Okay, that'd be bad. But drugs are bad. God.
1: There you go. Yeah, that's all. That's all you needed. Just yeah. that. That's all. That's all he needed was just to say drugs are bad.
2: Well, what more do you need? J- just this last part is for me because I know we're over time. But the point is, this. Condition-
3: now, as I was saying, uh, drugs
0: are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. What the fuck? Uh, if you do them, you're bad because drugs are bad. So I just needed to hear that again. That's why, Please continue because
2: they are. And, and as we're going to see later on in, the, in another episode, that message. So that's been going out for decades, does start to sink through, but we'll get to that later. Again, facts are irrelevant. If you, if you tell somebody enough times, it becomes the truth. But this commission has got to be set off. It's got to be launched just right. And it pretty much needs to know where it needs to end up to make Reagan happy. So about the same time as this commission, Reagan announces on October 14th, 1982,
0: in front of the Hall of, just, of the Justice Department. As all of you know, crime today is an American epidemic. This rise in crime, this growth of a hardened criminal class, has partly been the result of misplaced government priorities and a misguided social philosophy. At the root of this philosophy lies utopian presumptions about human nature that see man as primarily a creature of his material environment. By changing this environment through expensive social programs, this philosophy holds that government can permanently change man and usher in an era of prosperity and virtue. In much the same way, individual wrongdoing is seen as the result of poor socioeconomic conditions or an underprivileged background. This philosophy suggests, in short, that there is crime or wrongdoing in society, not the and that society, not the individual, is to blame. But what has also become abundantly clear in the last few years is that a new political consensus among the American people utterly rejects this point of view. The increase in citizen involvement of the crime problem and the tough new state statutes directed at repeat offenders make it clear that the American people are reasserting certain enduring truths, the belief that right and wrong do matter, that individuals are responsible for their actions, that evil is frequently a conscious choice, and that retribution must be swift and sure. For those who decide to make a career of preying on the innocent.
1: In other words, you. science science has been telling us <laughs> that we need to look at the root causes of society, but the Americans have said, nah, <laughs> science, Schmeier's, well, yeah. gee, g, boy, I don't, I don't know. know.
2: I have to tell you that when I read the phrase through expensive social programs, I actually yelled out, fuck you. My family was sitting around me. I got the look from Heather. But then I had to, I had to tell her, I was like, no, 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 but you don't understand. They gave the Pentagon $196 million. Congress spent $125 million to hire a thousand more people. This is bullshit. This is fucked up. And she said, you can take that to another room now. And I did, but the point is, you read this stuff, and you get—I personally get worked up and pissed off—and about all the people's lives who were ruined because of this asshole that was able to trick a lot of people because he was so smooth and he could deliver his lines. I'm done. And you
1: didn't—you didn't get to do drugs all those years when you could have been doing drugs. Lost
2: opportunities. (laughs) I'm going to make up for it. No, we're going to see in the next episode something's going to happen that I was seriously considered, considering drugs, but then there was an event, and it was reported on, and of course they the reports got it all wrong. It scared the shit out of me, and so then I did not do – I mean we're just talking pot, nothing serious, nothing major, but the point is I had an opportunity. I had a friend. I was about to do it, and this event comes along, and – it just scared me away. And yeah, I could have been having a lot of fun for decades, but no, I'm fucking miserable and I'm in my old age now. And it's all because of fuck Reagan. fucking Reagan.
1: Jesus, calm <laughs> the fuck down, man. It's because I'm not um, hot. Quickly, I want to just uh, wrap this one up. Uh, quick review uh, MW Albion. Uh, from the United States, uh, says, uh, one of the best hours you can spend with a podcast. Give it a listen and stay for the duration. Send us an email with your uh, details, MW, and we'll send you a thank you gift. Um, I want to thank our latest subscribers. Uh, We've got uh, Dave Shaler. Hey, Dave. Dave. Uh, Clinton Riggs. Hey, Clint. Uh, Ian Kath. Hey Ian, buddy. Hey, hey. Ian's an old buddy of mine. This very microphone I'm speaking into. Ian gave me this microphone, oh, that's nice. so you know. I said to him then, "You don't have to pay for anything ever." You gave me a microphone, but uh, mm. so you know. What are you doing, Ian? Um, Good on uh, volha Bondarava, hey Volha. Um, uh, let's see who we've got. Greg Trevero. I think I read Greg last month. Um, so there you go. There are latest subscribers. You. Welcome, welcome to the show, folks. Uh, listen, uh, that's it. That's all we've got for this week. We'll be back next week with more on The War on Drugs. We're we're wrapping it up, in case you're wondering. Yeah. I think we're wrapping up this series. Maybe wrap up this show altogether. Maybe we'll we'll shut down the Bullshit Filter
2: series, right? Yeah. We'll see.
1: Um, My blood pressure can't take much more. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah,
2: Uh, we'll see.